And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. Max. And I'm Robert. And Max. Um... <laughs> We're having some we're having some technical some technical difficulties. Max's internet's being a little spotty, so if he drops in and out, we apologize. We're so sorry. It's happening. It's happening already. <laughs> oh, we're so sorry, everybody. You can't hear everything. Uh, all those Max delicious bon mots. You're gonna miss them. Yeah, you're not gonna hear them. Yeah, Max has got some really insightful things to say, and so if you can't hear it. That's your problem. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. keep that in mind. When I, if I'm not saying something brilliant, you'll know that my internet That's cut out. When, yeah, he's being censored by the WB. <laughs> That's funny. He is like, giving like a really insightful like review, but it's like cutting all the words out to make him sound like really dumb. <laughs> I am and dumb. Movie, good. I swear it's been happening this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we didn't know this until just now, but he's actually had internet issues. It somehow affected him when he was in studio, also all those years. So yeah, middle of boardwalk. Empire. <laughs> hey. oh, the we really weird blips in between the middle of all that. Interesting. <laughs> all right. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about some movies we've seen. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, what are you seeing? Ooh, I have been um, on a little bit of a of a DC kick, uh, specifically on HBO, since that's where Suicide Squad was, and they have like a big uh, catalog of the DC kind of uh, animated things. Mm -hmm. So I watched some of it. Haven't finished Batman Ninja which is pretty interesting. It's like, it's, it's this, it's, it's kind of the CG sort of like anime style, which is, I'm not sure if I like or not. And, um, the dubbing doesn't look super good to me, but it's the concept is that like gorilla Grodd made this machine at the top of Arkham Asylum. And when it set it off, it was meant to like send everyone like away, but it sent them like, it also sent them like through time by accident. So Batman winds up in like feudal Japan, but a lot of the other characters have got there before him. Cause they were like a different point in the blast or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like penguin and poison Ivy and I think Bane and, and someone else are like, or in two face or warlords, they're all battling and Joker is a Lord too. And uh, it's an pretty over the top. Mean? He's an edgelord. Hmm? He's an edgelord. I mean, always that, yeah. um, that, that, that's a missed opportunity. They should Feudal have said that. Um, he does throw like fans that can like cut down trees. So it's like, he has these incredible weapons. I was kind of like, wasn't sure Joker, what this Joker's, was going for. Joker's fans have always been the most deadly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good one, Max. See, that's the kind of stuff. Oh, we guys, sorry, sorry, everyone. I think the connection's going out and Max is saying <laughs> some weird stuff. Um, I was wondering what kind of kind of vibe it was going for and like what kind of realism in the sense of, you know, the, this started off with a gorilla making a time machine by accident. But uh, about the moment that the castle that um, 
that Joker is staying in transforms to have giant arms and like attack Batman's Batmobile, which came back intact and still has fuel uh, is when I was like, okay, I think I understand that this is pretty over the top. And um, I, I paused it to do some other stuff, but I, I will probably revisit it. It, it was, but it was very, very odd, very, very uh, interesting take on all the, all the stuff. Hmm. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. They also introduced like a little monkey with like a bare ass that like Robin met since he wound up there. I think his name's like Chi Chi or something. And it's like, yeah. And he talks to me and like helps me out. And I was like, what on earth? Like, I don't know. It was so, I'm hoping he comes back and is in Canon uh, Batman stories. He's the new Robin. Yes. Yeah. It turns out he's wonder. bisexual. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, and then I watched uh, Batman Hush which is another DC animated and that's based on uh, the Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb, maybe a comic, um, which I enjoy. Oh, you better believe it, baby. Yep. Did I get the names right? Oh, I was right. Wow. Well, Scott Williams, my bad. Scott Williams. Um, yeah, I really like that. And I think Jim Lee's art is really cool. I don't remember if Jim Lee is not a good guy or not. Uh, regardless, uh, it's a story I, I liked from back in the day. And, I feel like this is the thing they've done with a few of these animated movies now is they have kind of changed up or subverted some of the stuff so that even if you are familiar with the comic, it's not just straight up one-to-one panel to panel. Like they did completely change like kind of the villain and ending. So mm-hmm. for that, I, I praise them for that, even though I think, I think I liked the version in the comic better. Um, I, I think it made for like a better ending, but still cool to like go in and be like, oh, wow. Okay. This is this red herring is now like completely off the table or like, oh, this person isn't the same character they are in the comic basically. So sure. I enjoyed that about it too. Um, I've I just think, been on like a bet. Hmm? I, I think Jim Lee is himself. Maybe not a, like he's not perpetrated anything bad, but he's been an, an, an enabler of. Yes. Okay. People. Um, any rate, I, uh, I've better. just been on, um, a uh, big Batman kick because I've been I replayed Arkham and Arkham City, and then I just finished the other day um, Arkham Knight, which was better than I remember, but I still hate how much it makes you use the Batmobile. Yeah, um, which is a shame because the Batmobile is inherently cool, mm-hmm. and it's like the idea of like I wish somehow it was like you could drive if you wanted, but you could fly too, which you can do in the game. But so many parts of the game make you fight in it and like there's even like stealth what missions i think i probably mentioned this on an old episode where like you have to be like dodging around a building and like sneaking up behind other tanks and shooting this glowing core and then as soon as you do it every other tank like turns and is like trying trying to find you and it's just like not fun in my opinion and Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like tank gameplay and uh it I just wish it didn't force it on you. I wish it was like a couple missions where you were driving and got to use all your gadgets and like you were always OP and like blowing up, you know, Riddler's van or some shit. I don't want it to be like required. I, I it's agree. The, I agree. And it's I, a game where I literally pour points into the Batmobile, even though I'm not like using it in like currently or like in a, you know, in a super early mission, because I know eventually it will be important to, have like oh my weapons do this much more damage or like oh i have an extra shot from this gun like better invest now because it'll make the things at the end of the game that are like really hard so much 
more bearable. So, and also yeah. sometimes it's not even hard. It just is so you know it takes so long to get through those uh, mm-hmm. Batmobile sections. It just it seems way too over the top. Especially I, that the riddles I, there's some riddler ones tied to it, and that makes mm-hmm. me annoyed too. Because there's already an insane amount of Riddler trophies, and I'm not sure if I'm going to go through and and get them all for like the secret achievement or whatever. But the fact that even some of the main game ones are races is like annoying to me. I don't. They tried to make it do so many things. The Batmobile like hooks onto winches and pulls a door out so that you can sneak through as Batman, and like and like you know you need to like shoot the side of a building with the Batmobile. I'm just like, uh, it's insane how it's. It's insane that a game can take the fun out of the Batmobile so much. Mm-hmm. And also, like, this is a series of three or four games. I don't think anyone counts Origins. It's like a different studio. But that has, like, the Batwing constantly fly in and drop off all these upgrades. And I'm like, they didn't make you, like, fly the Batwing or do anything crazy with the Batwing in the, mat- in the last game. I think that would have been more fun for, like, a mission to, like, zoom around and, like, take out, you know, like, maybe the, the police department blimps have been taken over or something, like... I don't know. It just feels like it feels like a game that could have even not had the Batmobile and I would have been fine with it. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think they did a pretty good job with the Batmobile, like pulling it off, except they relied on it too heavily. They made it pretty much one third of the game when it should have been about, you know, like an eighth or something. Yes. Just much more optional. That would have been uh, perfect. Um, I remember playing that game so much. Like, I think I just played it one weekend, but I, dedicated the entire weekend stayed up all night and like was so groggy by the end of it that i forgot my roommate's name wow (laughs) it really Um, really took um, a lot out of me and i blame it all on the batmobile it has some really great stuff in it like i feel especially especially like visually now that they've you know patched it so much it's like and i know this is a video games we've played at this point (laughs) pivoted but uh um there's like so many good things about it where it feels like it took cues from some of the other games and like added some of the greatest stuff in it. And then I just feel like it's in service of, I don't know, like it's annoying. It's, it's frustrating that it's like the final of those games and that there's things about it that I hate more than in any other versions of some of the games, like, like the Batmobile requirement or like uh, just some of like the way that enemies operate and stuff like that. I find kind of annoying, but Anyway, uh, I've just been kind of engrossed. I've been doing so much Batman stuff, yeah. so it just kind of sounds like top uh, of my brain. Sounds like the kind of Batman kick I'd like to be on versus the kind of Batman kick that uh, like Raz Al Ghul's on. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, Father of Demons. He deserves it though. That, that's true. Uh, so uh, anyway, else? but I digress. That's that's basically movies I've seen. Okay, Max, what about you? Well, I've been a little bit. Uh, busy with a road trip so i actually haven't seen anything besides the movie we're talking about later um i did see about um 30 seconds of frozen i I froze out well what i what i said is uh, you saw 30 seconds of frozen 30 seconds of frozen exactly and frozen she let it go did did you watch that much (laughs) Uh, Jungle Cruise is the one I watched 30 seconds of. You watched 30, 30 seconds? Yeah, I paid $30 for 30 seconds. Uh, of Just kidding. No, I, that I didn't new model it. is killer. <laughs> I can't, I can barely, I can not afford to get through a movie. <laughs> I, um, I, I saw it playing some, somewhere and um, didn't see the whole thing, but I'm looking forward to watching it later. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's all I've got. So I had to say yeah. it. I had to you mention say something. it. You know what? You did salvage the whole thing. Yeah. 
Um, How about you, Andrew? I watched Big Hero 6. Speaking of uh, comic book movies, Big Hero 6. Ooh. Hadn't seen it since I originally saw it the first time, and it was it's really good. Um, it's great. Yeah, I think it gets kind of forgotten a little bit in that kind of digitally animated Disney movies. Um, but it's really good. Enjoyed it a lot, except uh, still strange to hear T.J. Miller's voice. So, yeah, um, and he is true. A, uh, he is one of the main characters in it. So just based on him being a problematic person, that was weird. But the movie itself is fun. Um, and then yeah. also watched Splash with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Did you watch the one on Disney Plus? Yeah, the edited out butt. The butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the editing of that is very distracting. Like I would imagine it being more distracting than a kid seeing a butt. It's so weird. But regardless, but. it's it is a I I don't think I'd seen it all the way through before. I don't get you just it. Stopped it at that part and then rewinded. You it. You don't yeah, get it. What do you yeah. mean? I just don't like the. I understand that like every movie has different rules about vampires or you know werewolves or mermaids. I don't know if every movie has different rules about vampires, but <laughs> probably the mo- mostly the vampire ones. Yeah, I'd say mostly it's mostly vampire <laughs> movies that have different rules about vampires. But you'd be really surprised how many movies like uh, Big Hero Six, for instance, just has like the rules about vampires somewhere in the movie. They're Easter eggs usually, but um, the the rules about the the mermaids in this, I just don't get it like i don't think it quite has a grasp of what the rules are and just kind of makes them up as they go so Mm. i it was like fun and you know it's like a it's mid 80s tom hanks he's really fun and charming daryl hannah's good in it so like and eugene levy the twist at the end when it's revealed that he's a a kid who made a wish is insane (laughs) (laughs) i wish it was a secret big sequel yeah um, Screw being, uh, I want to be big, but also, can a mermaid fall in love with me? <laughs> so it's it's weirdly uneven in like its execution, mm. especially the ending is like really strange and like in a way that they I, were just like, forget it, let's just end the movie here and just do this thing. And uh, I didn't. I haven't seen it in in years and years and years, so I don't even remember what what is the ending. Do do you want to spoil it? Spoiler for the ending of Splash. Uh, it as it turns out, as long as like he is in the vicinity of her. He can breathe underwater. So like she has, she has a ticking clock of like having to return back to the water for some reason. They also don't explain that, but he gets her back to the water. They're both being chased by the police because now she's been outed as a mermaid because of Eugene Levy. And so they get back to the water and then he jumps back in with her and then she kisses him under the water and then he's just fine swimming underwater forever. So I the breath of life, the breath of life, I guess. So I don't know. It was a, a, a strange ending to a otherwise at times charming movie. But have yeah. we talked? Have I mentioned this before on the pod that um, at one point they were thinking of uh, speaking of uh, problematic uh, Splash Mountain in Disneyland uh, being themed after, um, uh, uh, you know, a movie that, you know, is in behind the Disney vault and won't come out. They were thinking of retheming it uh, as a splash movie ride. Why not? I mean, like, <laughs> just like different the different Tom Hanks over the years, like, kind of like, hey, everybody, are you enjoying? The I want it. Yeah, I want it just to be every animatronic replaced with either Dara Hannah or, or Tom Hanks. So, like, 
he's like hanging up. There's the bear with the big booty kind of hanging over like some trap. And I want Tom Hanks like, whoa, there's it's, the two like yeah, it's me from vultures like mail. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could be all of his different characters, too. That's, That'd be great. Yeah. Captain Phillips is in there. I'm the can captain you, now. Splash Mountain. Can we get can we get Eugene Levy as well? Yeah. 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 Why not? Get him in there. I he can be one of the, the vultures up top all. warning you. Ah, don't go any further. I'm Eugene Levy. <laughs> Remember my character as the dad from American Pie? He's just like holding a pie with like a hole in it. Just like, <laughs> what does this have to do with Disney? <laughs> it's just every Eugene Levy property. Hey, the server verse. Open it up, baby. That's right. Um, so that's it for me for movies. Let's move on to some uh, television. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. TV, uh, Robbie, seen anything? Well, we will probably be talking before too long about the new What If series on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go in depth onto that, but I've seen the the first two episodes that have come out. And um, I think if I looked at the schedule correctly, I think it's ten eps total, and the last one's like mid October or early to mid October. So I'm hoping. Um, I don't know if they're going somewhere thematically. I, I have a feeling that some of the episodes could actually like cross over, but I wonder if that'll be a Marvel Zombies episode drop in October. Oh, I just feel like they've, te- they've teased that. And I feel, I mean, not that it would matter if it came out, you know, late September or whatever, but I just feel like that would be kind of perfect late in the season to drop that one. Yeah. And, uh, um, but yeah, I really liked, uh, both of them and, um, yeah, we'll probably talk about it on a mini, but, um, some really really cool stuff and uh today's episode as as of this record was uh chadwick boseman's last i think last kind of thing for marvel mm-hmm. was uh, his voice work on this series so cool. rest in peace um i also finished uh with jamie uh demon slayer the anime series uh well it's current run it it's uh first season is over and I don't think the second one has come out yet in Japan. I think it's all kind of coming out simultaneously, stuff like that nowadays. Um, but the interesting thing is um, we started and didn't finish. And I didn't mention during the movies we've seen, but um, uh, the there's a movie called Mugen Train. And it basically takes place immediately after the first season and is canonical and is a bridge into the second season. So it's not even kind of like, oh, you know, watch it if you want. It doesn't really count. It's like, it absolutely counts. And it's important because when season two picks up, all the events of Mugen Train are still in effect. Um, and some shit has gone down, uh, even just as far as I've watched it. Um, but I just thought that was kind of interesting because I feel like a lot of the time, anime movies are sort of superfluous or kind of like a companion sort of thing. You're not required viewing. Um so I thought that was interesting that this very much is so. And now I'm not so shocked that it's, I think that when I talked about it recently, it's like the highest grossing like anime film in like Japanese history. It's, it's insane. So I think now, now that I have some context and it's like, Oh, by the way, this, you have to see this before the second season comes out. It kind of makes even more sense. Hmm. So, but um, really, really good. And the quality I felt like was consistent uh, and at times even better in the movie, which is good too. It would be a shame if it was like either looked completely different or was like, didn't, didn't even reach the heights of a normal episode. So sure. Yeah. But I, I highly recommend it. I think I talked about demon Slayer on here already, but it's, it's really nice. It's really good. Cool. Anything else? 
Um, other than just like my random Simpsons episodes, there was a Twitter thread, re- thread, blah, thread recently that was just like, what's your favorite joke from the Simpsons, mm-hmm. which is such a hard, such a hard question to answer. But I, Jamie and I were kind of going to the monorail episode a lot because there's like so many funny jokes in that one. And mm-hmm. one that came to my mind is there's the scientist that I think like developed the monorail or whatever that Marge finds. Yeah. And she gets on the the speaker, the, you know, the headset in the monorail to Homer. Homer, I found someone here, here who can help us. Batman? No, this man's a scientist. Batman's a scientist. It's not Batman. <laughs> um. And there's, and then earlier before that, when Marge and the scientists pull up, the monorail's already taken off, and he's like, "I shouldn't have stopped for that haircut. I'm sorry." sorry. <laughs> uh, I can't pick one. It's it's what if you ask me what my favorite Simpsons episode is, it's probably one of the last three I watched, and it'll be one of the next three I watch. Right. And every episode is usually stuffed to the brim with so many funny jokes. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So, yeah. Max, what about you? What TV have you watched? Any TV? Not a whole lot, but I watched a couple more episodes of Summer Camp Island, and I'll keep recommending that. People should watch. Did you it. watch the first thirty seconds of any <laughs> show just to the intro to Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, yeah, really. Well, I, I after the first episode of What If, I did watch the the two What If episodes, um, but after the first episode of What If, which uh, follows Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. uh, I started watching Agent Carter again. And oh, cool. I've seen the first season, so I'm rewatching that. And then I, I don't think I've seen the second season. Yeah. It's good. Second season's good. And I think I might have froze. I don't know if you, you missed anything. Yep. Um, well, uh, anyways. Like uh, Captain America. <laughs> been watching Agent Carter, and uh, Peggy Carter's boss is from Boardwalk Empire. He plays a. Oh, a okay. Here we oh, go. The oh, actor, right. yeah. <laughs> So just wanted to tie it back in. He does a great job in this one. Not quite the job that he did in Boardwalk Empire. Um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but yeah, Agent Carter has been pretty fun. It also has uh, Dominic Cooper from mm-hmm. Preacher and other things. Um, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I can, I mean, it's a TV show and sometimes that, that shows. It was interesting after the first What If episode, they had like recommendations. You, because you watch this, you might like something. Mm-hmm. None of them were Agent Carter. And I, it Weird, feels huh? like also I went back to Agent Carter and looked at the re- recommendations from there. None of them are the new what if. Weird. So I, it just seems like uh, the Marvel Studios like wants to pretty much disown every like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. and this one and all the other TV shows that have come before it. it- like because of quality or canon like what what about it it wasn't produced by they're the it wasn't a, they're having a really hard time deciding if agents of shield is canon or not i don't know why but that seems at to this be like point it feels like it's the perfect point. time to be like who cares like it doesn't i don't know i guess it, it messes up their earth prime timeline or something but i i i think it's a matter of the quality of canon right so you have a bunch of stuff that was made for tv like specifically, I remember the uh, like really terrible screaming guy. I think this was an Agents of Shield uh, that was an inhuman, essentially Black Bolt type of character, but in a bathrobe. And like, I would like that to have. I believe that was Agents of Shield, but I might be thinking of another show. 
Sounds more like a, a Smallville kind of villain. <laughs> Where's the one? No, it the was, bath, it was the Agents of Shield. Screamer. All the Inhumans were in that, right? Like some of uh, them, not the not the mainline Inhumans, but they did have an Inhumans storyline. So mm. r- right at the beginning of that storyline, they introduced Inhumans with a couple of throwaway characters, and one of them was a guy in a bathrobe who's like very like his sound could shatter whatever like mm-hmm. it's exactly black bolt and yet it was just some nameless guy so anyway there are certain things that i would love to throw away about that so i can see why they might be saying like yeah not all of this stuff even if it, it yeah but even if it didn't count it just seems like weird it feels like there's weirder things floating around that they're re-releasing and acknowledging that isn't i don't know it just seems odd to me yeah i agree Especially yeah, we'll if you're going to be like, hey, here's Peggy Carter as like Captain, you know, Captain uh, Carter now. Isn't that incredible? It's like, cool. What else is she in? It's like, well, we don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, nothing. <laughs> That's a secret. Well, this is an incredible character and I want to learn more about her. Is there any material at all I can mm, view? It's behind the vault. Sorry. It's behind you'll, the vault. You'll have to look. Yeah. Hey, hey. It's especially funny because they have like Dominic Cooper is in the episode of What right. If and everything. Like they have the same characters. They have stuff that, I mean, that's where you would learn about any of these characters. Like you said, it is weird that they're throwing it away so much. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious to see what they're going to do with the Netflix stuff. I've heard some rumors about a certain character from the Netflix show mm-hmm. showing up in a future uh, Marvel. Yeah. And with, I mean, you never know. You never know what they're going to do with this. Cause boner, you know, you, we might get bonered again. Ray boner. I yeah. Say, but, I wake up every morning saying that. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Guess, but what was the status of all the other Marvel shows as far as like Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones and stuff? Like, are they canonical characters? Will they ever be acknowledged in the movies? Like, we'll see. I think we'll the see. rights are now they've reverted back to Disney, so I think they can use the. I mean, the rights of the characters. I don't know about the show them. So I think the shows are are just Netflix at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think the characters themselves are now back in the hands of. Uh, of Disney because I think it's just two years since the last episode and I think it's been even two years since the last Iron Fist yeah. so I think it's all back in the hands of Disney I think that's right wow cool Anything how about else? you Andrew you seen any TV I worth been, watching uh well as I'm sure both of you know uh Bachelor in Paradise has premiered this week the uh show where a bunch of former contestants of the Bachelor and Bachelorette all get together in one resort and uh fuck a lot um yeah it is a it it's a messy show and this uh particular season so they there's been a big reckoning with chris harrison who is the previous host of the bachelor franchise so instead of like bringing in normal bachelor alums to do like the hosting it's david spade (laughs) in the first one so wow um it's a why isn't he a contestant he's well he does a lot of jokes like hey guys i know you want me to take off my shirt but and then ha 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 um it's really funny to watch these people how many of them are aware of who david spade is like i think it's like roughly half were even like aware that he was a person then some people were like hey uh what'd you think of dave Chappelle over there and they're like it's just like oh they don't even know his name (laughs) like this is this is rough um but they're going to have like a, I guess like a revolving door of like celebrity guest hosts. Like I think Lance Bass and Lil John are all going to be hosts on it. So it's, 
strange. It's The Bachelor. I'll watch it. It's messy. It's really heteronormative in a way I don't like, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it's trashy TV, so I'm enjoying it. Um, and then the other thing, I don't know if I talked about it before. Uh, we watched the first season of Ted Lasso. Did I tell you about that? I feel like Lasso came up. I think you okay, started this. Maybe you... I did. Um, yeah, I think you called him the Lasso of Truth. That's right. That's right. I remember that now. I coined that phrase. Yeah. Um, so if anybody else uses it, you're going to be paying uh, the gents a little bit of a little bit of scratchola if you use that for to describe <laughs> Ted Lasso. Um, yeah, and DC a little bit of scratch. And DC, too. that's right. It's been it's split split down the middle. Yeah. You'll yeah okay. Um. Anyways. That'll do it for those. Let's talk about the movie we got together to watch. We didn't get together, but we watched The Suicide Squad. Over damn all these beautiful girls. They only want to do your dirt. They'll have you suicidal, suicidal. And they say That's right. We watched The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, David Douse Mackian, Pete Davidson, uh, Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker uh, Fillion, Sylvester Stallone, Sly, and then, Taika Waititi, um, uh, Steve Agee, uh, so many people. Rat, rat catcher, uh, Daniela Melkor. She was great. Rat catcher. Um, John Cena. John Cena. That's uh, right. Yeah, I, I can't believe I forgot to say John Cena. And uh, what is the name of the actor who plays Polka Dot Man? Because he's great in everything. David always. Okay, my Des, bad. Yes. Dust Melchin. Dust Melchin. Uh, bef- before we do anything else, do, were you both aware that he met that that stray cat while he mm-hmm. was filming? Yeah, I've heard and that. And that the, the costume designer at Max is this new info to you? Yeah, I have... He, no idea. You need, a, you need to cat. Google this or look this up right now. He met this cat while they were filming, and then I believe the costume designer for the movie made a little polka dot man co- uh, costume for his cat. Um, he, he loves very much. From that, yes, yeah. No, it'd be funny if he didn't. He's yeah. like, ew, I'm, ew, ew, I'm yeah, just leaving this stray here. Fuck that. Um, so before we get into plot stuff, oh my gosh, this cat I is know. cute. Yeah. Can you believe that? Um, before we get into plot stuff. This is this movie is available on HBO Max, I think, for probably three or so more weeks until it goes through its life cycle. Would you guys recommend people watch The Suicide Squad? 100%. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, This is a fun one. Yeah. This is, I, I don't, it's because the, the nice and bad thing about the DC EU, and, you know, some people will complain about this with the Marvel Universe is that, you know, like sometimes there will be different um, things that like different types of movies in the Marvel universe, but for the most part, they all kind of feel like roughly the same level of quality. There's not like really bad ones in there. They're all like, even the bad ones are just kind of middling. There's horrible movies in the DCEU. And, but like, this is a James Gunn movie that just Mm -hmm. happens to include some DC characters. And so it's not like, Man of Steel or Justice League or even the first Suicide Squad movie. This is a James Gunn vehicle that just happens to have some DC characters in it. It's really gory. It's silly. It's, you know, like it just is off the wall, kind of like colorful. And the music cues are good. So this is not like any, if you were expecting a DC movie akin to a previous DC movie, it's not that. 
which I think is to its merit because there have been some really bad DC movies in the past, but that's what I'll say up front. I think this movie's really fun. It's really good. It's definitely one of the best DCEU movies, but if you're expecting to not be grossed out by gore, then this is not the movie for you because there's a lot of it in it. Yeah. Um, so this is a, it's not like a, they didn't scrub Suicide Squad out of the history books. This movie still exists in the same universe as Suicide Squad, but it doesn't really ever reference Suicide Squad. Uh, other than Rick Flag and knowing Harley mm-hmm. and there being that history at all, that, and, that's about as much as it. Captain Boomerang too. Yeah. Boomerang, yeah, who doesn't even, does he even get a line? Barely. Barely. Um, yeah, it's all very, um, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really acknowledge it at all. It just, mm-hmm. just that the Suicide Squad has existed and Waller still runs it. And yeah, that's about, about it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's roughly like what the, um, the premise is that there is a, a, a team that gets formed at the beginning of the movie. They go to, what is the, where? Cordo Maltese. Cordo Maltese. They send a team in. It's Captain Boomerang. It's um, Weasel. It's uh, Javelin. Javelin. Um, it's uh, Mongol, the Mongol woman or whatever her name is. Yeah. She's like Mongol's daughter or something. Yeah. And TDK. 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 Harley Quinn, Rick Flag, and uh, whoever Pete. Oh, Pete Davidson was. Oh, what's his name? I don't even remember. Uh, very forgettable. Very forgettable, and like I use not, appropriately. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Pete Davidson, so the fact that he wasn't in this for very long was good for me. Um, yeah. I think that almost, yeah. I think like, I think that was just like a great misdirect. I mean the the whole intro. I love the whole intro because it it sets it up immediately with all this action, and then you get some backstory and kind of the reveal, and it's all very satisfying. Uh, Blackguard uh, Black is his name. Yeah. Wow. And I don't even. That's, you know, a, a skill or a power or anything like I that. I think he's just a he's just a mercenary. I think he's just a he's just like a merc. Um. So they, um, they they get on this island and they get massacred. And what we find out is that the real team is coming in after, which is Bloodsport, Eaters Elba, Polka Dot Man, and. Um, uh, in the Norway, yeah, Ratcatcher and King Shark. So that team comes in. They rescue the remnants of the original team, which was just Rick Flag and Harley Quinn. Um, and they they find out that there is a like something fucked up is happening on this island. They're trying to get to the bottom of it. It's a cover up by the U.S. government that they are in fact housing Starro. <laughs> the cause like the cosmic conqueror or whatever. And they are trying to run experiments to manipulate people. But as it turns out, this Island has been fucked with for like 40 years by the government and Starro. So this new suicide squad has to make the decision of whether they are going to just leave and, and go about their missions as usual, or if they're going to help save these poor people in this country. So that's the general plot of the movie. Um, did, what did, what did you guys like about it? And was there anything you didn't like about it? I was confused that the 
actual Suicide Squad uh, is basically eliminated right away and that the movie wasn't called Task Force X, which is the name of the team that <laughs> does come on the island yeah. and basically is around most of the time. So bad branding, in my opinion. <laughs> That's a mistake um, right up top. Um, I think it would have done better if they had no... It's weird. I mean, wasn't that weird, though? Like, it feels like even though it's confusing to have Suicide Squad and then a few years later, The Suicide Squad, it, it, could it have done better or would anything have been done, done different if it was called Task Force X? I think people just no. would have been confused. No. Um, no, I mean, I really liked it. I think Gunn, obviously, is a very creative guy and has, like, a certain vision for his movies. And I think, like, his tone really fit all this well. Like you said, there's some really brilliant like uh, beauty and color in it, which is really cool. I was just happy that like there were scenes in the day mm-hmm. um, since the first Suicide Squad is just the darkest, grimmest, just like it just sucks. You never get to, uh, you know, I take that back. You do, I think, get to see Harley Quinn in the daylight at Bell Rev prison or whatever the fuck right. in the starting when, when they get loaded into like the mission to go fight to Enchantress's uh, brother or whatever, there is daylight. But I just the fact that this movie seemed like it was actually in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know. I, yeah, I think that's a big problem with a lot of movies. Even the Marvel movies slip into that, doing everything in the darkness to save on CG or whatever. I don't know. It, it But it gets old. It gets really bad. And even when this uh, movie, like, it starts out in the darkness, right? They're on this island sneaking in at night in the water. Even then, they put huge spotlights on everyone, and you can and see fire what's going and on. just kind of just like it, yeah, it's just like lit and just done much better. Um, but yeah, the like I said, there's a lot of points. There's a couple points in the movie where it says, you know, three days earlier, and it goes back to the prison, and it kind of sets up the team and how they're being assembled, and then cuts back to the island. And there's they do that a, a couple more times, but I I liked that for the fact that it really could break up kind of the break up in a good way, kind of the pacing of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just also just adding in so many weird new characters and having us connect with some of them, even though they're all horrible people for the most part um, is just a success. Like that's, it's hard to want to root for any of these people. The the, the delineation does seem to be with all the, the people in the control room and some of the suicide squad people is, you don't hurt kids. Mm-hmm. Um, no one had a problem with being on the team with Weasel, who, who apparently, sub, his, you know, exclusively heals kids. Primary but primary crime is hurting kids. Yeah, yeah. primary crime is, all they've mentioned is that's what he does. Yeah. So uh, worried about him on Corte Maltese. But um, I don't know. It's hard to find a lot of negatives. I had a really good time. I watched it twice. I watched it pretty much right when it came out. And then I watched it again yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I was su- surprised. Uh, to like rat catcher too so much yeah mm-hmm. like she's kind of the real heart of the movie she kind of uh puts forward the most compelling story i feel like and uh is what brings the team t- together to do the right thing right and mm-hmm. like nothing would have worked without her king shark would have been gone like would not have been on the team for very long so i, I it was interesting it's a good idea to bring her in as a character i feel like she served a, a good purpose the same way that uh, Groot, I felt like, in the first um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when he's just kind of that, like, you know, he's quiet, but he's basically let's do good. Let's, you know, be good people <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It, it's that big, like, warm hug 
And I think that really helps in a team movie to have that one character who is the the compass, the yeah. Jiminy Cricket. Definitely. Yeah. I think this movie also does a really good job of subverting your expectations. Like having that first team get on the beach and, you know, because like a lot of the, and like the advertising also kind of helped with this where they made you believe at the very least Pete Davidson is a main character in this movie. And when he's killed like five minutes into the movie, and then you're just like, oh, okay, it's this is what I'm in for. Like, instead of, like, this is the team and, you know, like, all this thing. Just, like, they get wiped out almost immediately. And then same thing with, like, Harley Quinn when she, like, ends up with that, like, head of state in, like, the middle of the movie. And he's like, oh, my beauty, I love you so much. And, you know, he's, like, dressing her up and, like, like having dinners with her. And then, like, as he's, like, exposed, you know, he's, like, just expunging about what he's going to do. She just, like, like, caps him. And it's just, like... I, like they kind of led you almost up to the ledge of like believing, okay, the team may have to like face off with Harley at a certain point, but she's yeah. just like, bang, ah, you're really pretty, but you're some of that stuff you were saying was pretty nuts. So and so again, she's like, she's like hurting kids. Like I yeah. can't condone it. And I was like, surely, Joker or one <laughs> right. of you Harley's guys done has done something. something bad to a kid. But um, yeah, I think I like they did a good job of like subverting your expectations throughout the movie of just like, okay, I think I know what's happening here, and then. Not and like it doesn't betray the movie or its characters in any way in doing that, whereas some movies can do that. Yeah, I know. I know Weasel's the wicked little shit, and nobody's rooting for him. But he's got such a cool look to him mm-hmm. that I really was like excited to see more of him. And then in like even faster than Pete Davidson, he was out of the movie. Yeah, that's true. He's the T in the in the story of the movie. He is like the first casualty even before Davidson. So yeah. that's pretty funny. They drop him out mm-hmm. of the plane and then he immediately drowns. And everyone's like, did anybody bother to look if he can swim? <laughs> and it kind of like exposes the uh, the group putting it all together that they really didn't do a yeah. great job of this. Yeah. Um, um, oh, go ahead, Rob. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just kind of like going over in my head. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about him, but what did you guys think of uh, Peacemaker? Yeah, so he's going to be the one that has a an HBO Max series going after this. There's there's going to be more John Cena as Peacemaker. I mean, it's it's really like John's like watching John Cena have this movie career to me is really fun because he's good in these roles. And what this role is is sort of like what the what the toxic masculinity of nationalism will like naturally takes its course to. Um, mm-hmm. if, al- if allowed unchecked and given, you know, like government backing and stuff, he is a, I mean, like the, the psychoticness of John Cena's character, he pulls it off really well. Um, I, he's very believable in this role, but he's great and he's really fun. He's funny too. Like, you know, he has, there's a line in it that's a little too close to the, what he, that runner and train wreck where he's talking about like when he's yelling at that guy in the theater in train wreck about like, you know, like basically like insinuating that he's gay. And so like the joke of look at this muscular guy, isn't the funniest thing would be that he would say something gay that trope I'm kind of done with, but you know, he has that line on the beach of like, if it takes sucking a thousand dicks for Liberty, he'll do it. Or, you know, whatever, like, yeah. And basically Adrian is like, why would you have to? And also like, I'm talking about like, this is just your excuse to kill whoever you want. Right. Like it's not, a, it's not about sucking dicks on a beach or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, um, I also like that when they first recruit him and uh, Bloodsport, Idris Elba's character, um, that he's like, 
he basically does what you do. Like he's just like a mercenary and he like shoots really well. Uh-huh. Like, like, and he's like, well, I shoot better. I shoot smaller bullets that go through your, they wouldn't even touch the sides of your bullet hole kind of thing. Like it's, it seems to be like the, the joke that like, cause isn't Rick flag kind of that too. Like right. he's just like a, really good marksman you know what i mean they're like, all alphas like it's dude i want to say though i really enjoyed um for the times they he he used it like his transforming kind of like gun mm-hmm. i thought was really cool yeah. i like that he had like weird little handle pistols and that later on in the movie he can add kind of attachments and it almost like 3d prints itself bigger mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really cool yeah max you're saying something uh part of it cut out so i might be talking some old stuff but um we're talking about the new side new side squad, squad, squad. Uh, stuff, okay <laughs> oh i see i was i was just going to talk about well here's one thing about the old one i i at some point in this movie i think it's when uh harley kills that like the head of the corto maltese um she, like she talks about how she's looking for uh, red flags in not Rick flags, but red flags in, in boyfriends. <laughs> and um, that killed her dog. And oh. I, I really hope they weren't talking about the jackals. Cause I love that from birds of prey. And I, I really kind of missed them in this I, movie. I took it to be like a turn of phrase, like not, well, I don't know. He, she did sort of because what was the other thing she said? She was like, "He'll they'll slash your tires and kill your dog." Slash your tires doesn't even feel like a Joker thing. So I feel like she was just kind of being like facetious. Like it's also it's hard with Harley in the same like we talked about in like the Joker movie that he's an unreliable narrator because he's just he's damaged and chaotic. And it's the same thing with Harley where it's hard to know like what is what's a turn of phrase? What is like and you know like hey what is a turn of phrase guys? Can you tell me? Um. Like, what is her just talking and, like, saying what she thinks she's supposed to say? And then what is, like, real experience that she's had? Like, the when hyena, they're inter- Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Max. The hyena didn't show up in this movie. And that's why I was like, sure. oh, I wonder okay. if, if this is the reference that she's talking about. Although, I think actually one of the hyenas died in Birds of Prey. Is that right? I don't remember. Do we know when Birds of Prey takes place before or after the first Suicide Squad or before this one? I think it's between these two Suicide Squads. I mean, so she so she gets out of Bell Rev and does her whole like superhero thing with the Birds of Prey and then gets put back in Bell Rev. It's also because like now the DCEU is no longer like it. It feels like it's no longer like the, the the strict timeline that like the Marvel movies are on. Like because they're they are their own sort of like self-contained projects it's even though it's margot robbie playing harley quinn it's neither confirmed nor not confirmed that that's the same harley quinn from birds of prey you know what i mean sure like, that's true it's, it's you might i might as well just assume because it's not like i'm not like being pedantic because like i know that there probably wasn't even like discussion between like the filmmakers yeah. like by the way don't forget like harley has to mention that great breakfast sandwich she loves in the new <laughs> right. suicide squad yeah um she's like i've been looking everywhere and hopefully corto maltese has the ingredients to make it <laughs> <laughs> actually maybe i would have liked that yeah that would have been that's, um, a, that's an easter egg <laughs> um i did really like and I, I was i was being like stupid like in my own head i was wondering if like any nerd did this in the theater or whatever when um she is being tortured after she's killed the head of state um it's funny too she kills him with like this like ornate gun that was on display and she's like i can't believe there was a bullet in this yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
could have just as easily clicked. Click. Um, she's being tortured and then uh, escapes to this song, uh, uh, Just a Gigolo. And mm-hmm. it's this fun song and she's just like, just gunning people down and then keeps finding the javelin from javelin yeah. and keeps bringing it with her places. Um, and there's a scene where she just like unloads these two guns and like flowers explode from out behind her. And then as she's killing and, and knifing people like, you know, cartoon birds and flowers are spraying out. And I was like, when did she get this power? I don't understand. When did she get this power? Was it poison Ivy or something like, and I was just wondering if anyone was just not willing to take just that funness at face value. Right, so. yeah. I feel like that. I mean, they did kind of a similar thing in, birds of prey but they were using like actual like she's loading up canisters with this colorful gas i think that that made it fairly similar just a colorful mm-hmm. heist thing and to me but, it's sort of like her psyche kind yeah, of coming yeah exactly through. that's yes. that's what i came away from it with like yeah. that's this is just kind of how her day goes if you're in her head that's what she's seeing with all of this stuff it's mm-hmm. the magic of being and, harley yeah and that's the beauty of doing adapting something like this or these weird characters into a movie is like James Gunn is like, I can have fun and make like birds and little animals flying around while she's on the killing spree. And like, that's a comic book fun thing for some to happen to Harley. And that's good. I wish more people would take that approach. I, yeah, I certainly appreciate his willingness to put color in movie, like mm-hmm. very bright, like the, in uh, guardians of the galaxy, there's that big giant uh, creature that spewed rainbows and stuff right. like that's oh, great, man. Do I love it, that. Man do it more often. I like the, the idea that everything has to be grim dark is, is tired. And this is, this movie is dark and, and gory and grim in a lot of spots, but like, mm-hmm. it's also has like a really good, has a good sense of humor with about it all too, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. We didn't talk about, I, I love the scene where they get into the, the camp and they know that Rick flag is being held hostage. <laughs> so they go around killing everyone. Including <laughs> like John Cena walks past and goes like, <laughs> like stab someone sleeping like a bunch of times and him and, and Bloodsport are really like facing off like and showing off to each other kind of like shoot you know John Cena shoots a guy in the shoulder and it's like an exploding bullet and he kind of Bloodsport turns around and is like fuck it was really cool like god that <laughs> yeah. sucks like uh, and then of course it's revealed that these are the rebels fighting the government and they had killed a bunch so of people, so many of them on the way in could have helped them in their mission <laughs> Um, that was really great. Also, like, I realized that's the doctor from, um, I believe that's the doctor from, uh, oh, what's the terrible X-Men, X-Men movies. Is this X-Men news? Um, the, the, the new one that just came out, the, the, oh, the scary that's one. Right. That's oh, right. The, uh, new mutants. new mutants. Yeah. New mutants. Yes. She's like the doc. So I was like, I thought it would have been funnier if somehow there was a Marvel crossover and she had the scars too. Oh, the last comic book universe I was in was really bad, but I'm glad I'm here fighting this government and. <laughs> and then James Gunn comes in and says, yeah, me too. I'm going back. <laughs> um, we also didn't talk about the the whole thing uh, with Polka Dot Man. He gets these horrible, like, he's like, it's a rash. And, like, the Polka Dots are, like, pu- like it's body horror. They're, like, pu- pulsing from under his skin. And it seems like in the middle of the night, or at least at certain times, he has to, like, release some of them. Uh-huh. Because otherwise, like, he'll die. And the backstory is that his mom gave him and all of his siblings like a weird space virus to see how it would affect them. And he's the only one that lived. Uh-huh. So he kills people by imagining her. I don't think he said he's the only one that lived. I'm actually kind oh, of really? curious because he said he has brothers and sisters. Some lived, some died. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, oh right. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So um, I wonder if there are other ones. But the constant cutaways to 
there's multiple times where it's like an, a bad guy and it's and it, he looks again and it's his mother mm-hmm. uh-huh. um one of the, my favorite ones is when he, they're in the club and they 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 aren't supposed to be drinking they're just supposed to be waiting for the thinker mm-hmm. uh and they do get too drunk and then he's you know dancing with all these women and it looks like he's surrounded by a bunch of his mother um it's really funny stuff i did it, love it kind of it kind of makes me wonder though because when he initially introduces that he says you know, if I imagine them as my mother, it makes it easier for me to kill them. But then he's imagining everyone as his mother. Is he just like, I, I think that know, was I, part of, that was another thing, like his psyche. I think like he was drunk and there's probably like some weird, you know, f- fascination, attraction, who knows? He's a weird, he's a really weird guy. Yeah. So I think in that moment, it was just showing like, that's what happens to him. Sometimes he can like, he sees her everywhere. She dominates his thoughts because of what he did. She did to him. Yeah. So um really cool looking another great visual really cool visual looking powers like him spraying the polka dots and just like melting everything down yeah that's, um, that's kind of the the double-edged sword of his power is that like you think well just why doesn't he just release the polka dots like every hour or something but like they are devastating to yes whatever is in front of him mm-hmm, absolutely yeah um yeah i mean like we've just been kind of like bopping around but um what did, you yeah, guys think I, of, what did you guys think of the design and like the cgi of starro i, I thought it was I, great i've been waiting to mention and he is dramatically frozen okay i'm frozen okay i've been waiting <laughs> waiting to <laughs> mention <laughs> <laughs> been waiting to mention cgi for dc in the past it's been utter garbage yeah. and i feel like they've turned the corner and I want to I want to recognize this. Like yeah. I think maybe since Aquaman, I forget where where all the movies landed. But Birds of Prey had those great hyenas. Mm-hmm. Aquaman was fairly decent. I think it had its problems. It's also really CGI heavy, so it's doing a lot of work too. Yeah, but like this one, it it's great. There's nothing that really stood out as being bad. The stuff that did stand out was like, hey, this looks really good. Like I think they're doing a. a a great job. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're putting more time in. I don't know if they're going with the right studios, but I'm very happy to see that the DCCG is not trash anymore. It kind of feels like post justice league. Like once it was out, like everything felt like it was out of the, like, and I'm not blaming Zack Snyder for this, but like maybe it's the people that Zack Snyder chooses to work with. And like that once they decided that it was going to be a little more free reign than just like, this is Zack Snyder's vision of the DCEU. Once they moved away from that, it to, feels like to be. Go ahead. To be fair, though, I would say that the Zack Snyder re-release even fits in this good CG sure. uh, train because I think that he did a. It wasn't perfect, and I think a lot of the decisions were a problem. And like, I didn't like the design necessarily of um, of what's his name uh steppenwolf yeah but i thought that they pulled him off well i thought they did a good job like his face was cool his his outfit was whatever but they did a really good job putting it on like making it come to life the way that Zack snyder wanted it to mm-hmm. which I, I don't think was a great design but like the the way it turned out i think they did a good job and i think that one could have been just they had a, a ton of extra time and and money with it but mm-hmm. i think they've just changed up something in their pipeline and maybe it's they're working with weta and they weren't working with them before i'm not sure, sure. exactly yeah. what it is but it's good to see and i think it's going to give these movies a better chance uh, at least take out that part that's really distracting like the end of the first wonder woman where like they're zipping around yeah mm-hmm. i think like and i think particularly like 
Nanawe King Shark in this looked really good. Mm-hmm. And to the point where like, you just forget that it's probably not a guy in a suit walking around. It's probably like, you know, just like a big green screen that they're going to add on to. Um, and then I think like for being entirely CG, yeah, like Starro looked really amazing. And the combination of the little tiny starfish it generates and like the props on people's faces was mm-hmm. so creepy, man. When it would like talk through people, there's a woman near the end who's like, this city is mine and reminded me of uh, the mouth of Sauron. Mm. And um, oh, I love the sound design of it too. But yeah, you're right. Like the, it all, it all looked so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like whatever they're doing, they put their money in the right places and applied it to the right things. Cause everything practical looks great. And I think like gun knows the value of having, especially like with a movie like this fun with so many cool locations and props and stuff, like having as much practical as possible. And then the CG stuff like just looks great. Yeah. Looks awesome. I don't know. For me, I think I could sub it up saying gun hit a bullseye. Or, or bullseye. Are you frozen? Ah. Are you frozen? <laughs> nice bullseye. Um, any parting thoughts before we head out? Any final thoughts about suicide, the suicide squad? Um, I, don't know what this means for Gunn as far as I feel like I said or I read a thing him saying like he doesn't want to just be doing superhero movies, which I totally get, Um, it, which is almost a shame because I feel like if someone said like we want you to do like a series of, you know, more different missions of Suicide Squad movies, um, I would be down with mm-hmm. him at the helm. I think that would be a great fit. Um, And I feel like he's doing stuff like that with guardians and it's just a little like a lot tamer and stuff for Marvel. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a really encouraging uh, movie from DC and it just goes to show when the right material and the right director get behind it. um, It's up there with the, my favorite Marvels for me. Yeah. So Max, what about you? Yeah. I think that uh, I hope that this kind of opens up that same can of worms that was opened up with Guardians of the Galaxy, originally with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everything that came before it was good, but tame. Mm -hmm. I feel like they were willing to try a few new things after they did Guardians of the Galaxy and saw the success with that. That was kind of their, like, underdog, nobody knows who Rocket Raccoon and Groot Star-Lord are. But here comes a movie, it's fun, it's colorful, and flamboyant, and just let's go with it. They did the same in the dark and just uh like Zack snyder verse from here on out i hope that that, that means like hey let's try new stuff let's have a yeah. good time with yeah. it and condiment, in, condiment king movie win <laughs> i hope it's not all tied to harley quinn because so far like they the stuff that they've done with uh that has been fun and, and uh exuberant mm-hmm. uh has all involved harley quinn pretty much so I guess somewhat Wonder Woman and somewhat Aquaman, but really like I'm hoping that they are willing to have some fun with their stuff, with yeah. their properties now. Yeah. Yeah. Right, How about everybody. you, Andrew? What's your final? Um, yeah, I, it's, it's really fun. I, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I would like to see them branch out a little bit more. I think like in terms of James Gunn's future involvement, he's really heavily involved with the peacemaker series that's coming out. Okay. All right. Um, so I think that he's going to have some future involvement. And I think like, uh, Kevin Feige was, has been like, yeah, go like when you're not making a guardians movie, we have no problem with you making another DC suicide squad, whatever movie. So, um, you know, 
I'm I like James Gunn's movies. You know, I was a big fan of Slither. Um, so I Super was okay, but whatever. Uh, so like he's been kind of tied into superheroes and science fiction and things like that. If he wants to branch out more, he's a very talented director. I would rather he um, direct more than like be bored on Twitter and be a Twitter troll that he seems to have some fun doing. So the more busy he is with projects, the less he can kind of stick his foot in his mouth. But anyways, yeah, I think he's, you know, I'd, I'd love to see him do more projects for DC if that's in his future, but if that's not what he wants to do. Then that's cool too. So yeah. Anyways, that'll do it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. -bye.